All right, good morning. So good to be with you guys. Been looking forward to this, praying about this. And uh, first off, I enjoyed spending time with you yesterday. What a great community you have. You've got amazing volunteers, amazing leadership. I love your pastor. I love his wife in, in the right way. And uh, it's just amazing to be here. Diane and I feel so at home. And uh, this is so much similar to the, the town that we grew up in. We spent time on your main street last night and it was just beautiful, you know? So anyway. Here's what we're going to talk about today. At the end of your life, when you exhale your last breath, will you be deemed successful in the kingdom of God? Have you ever thought about it? We go through life and a lot of things are win or lose or there's scorekeeping. But if we thought about that for our life as Christians, what does success look like as a Christian? When, when we pass on, when, when we go before God, and what will that be? Will he say, wow, you succeeded. You're amazing. You did what I called you to do. How many of us have watched a sporting event? Yeah. Now, would it be weird if you were watching uh, maybe the Nuggets? We got any Nuggets fans here? All right, four of you, that's awkward, okay. I really thought I'd get a better response than that, okay. Broncos, all right, any Broncos? I like that, all right, I'm a Broncos fan too. So anyway, I love that, see them. All right, would this be weird if, if you were Broncos fans, you were watching the games, maybe if it was the playoffs, and at the end of the game, your spouse asked you, hey, how'd it go today? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You watched the game. What was the final outcome? I, I don't know. They didn't keep score this time. <laughs> Would that be weird? Yes. Well, you know, sometimes I think that's with our life, too, where we're going through and it's like, what is the value here? What is the outcome we're trying to achieve? What does success look like? Now, we know that in a Broncos game. But do we know the reality of that in our life? And so that actually, I'm going to come down here and hang out with you guys. You know, actually that always, uh, I like to keep things simple. And I like to keep things basic so that I can understand it. You know, I told you kind of growing up, I needed things very simple. And I left school early and kind of had this bumpy upbringing. And so I had to make things simple for me to understand and to move forward on. And with the Bible, I thought, okay. What is success in the Bible? And for me, growing up with uh, drugs and alcohol and lots of dysfunction and all these weird things going on, I thought, okay, salvation, that's it. If I could be saved, that's the ultimate outcome. I'm going to heaven. Now, is that a good outcome? That's a great outcome. Okay, from where I was going and my friends, as I told you, my best friend went to prison eight years before I lost track of him. My other friends, many of them ended up dead. Um, I thought, man, if I could be saved. And obviously accepting Jesus as my Savior put me on a new, new path where I, I learned I had better association like folks, good folks like you. And that changed so much in my life. And I thought, this is success. 
I'm, I'm not in that junk anymore. I'm not in those drugs anymore. My marriage is better and I'm going to heaven. Wow, that's amazing, right? We could celebrate that. Well, as I was going on, I kept thinking, well, yeah, but is there more? Is there anything else that I should be going after? Is there anything else I should be thinking about? For years and years, I just read the Bible, kept going to church, doing my deal. And really, there wasn't much change. And then I ran into something, and I think it was highlighted. I read the Bible multiple times. But this was highlighted to me. And I thought, maybe there's something here that's the ultimate outcome that I really should be looking for. Would you mind if I shared that with you today? No, okay. Well, I've got a different sermon then. Okay. Would you like me to share that with you today? All right. So here's our outcomes today. Here's what I want to accomplish. We talked about outcomes yesterday, didn't we? And so I want to share with you what my goals are, what my outcomes for today are. Number one, if there's an, something from a biblical perspective that we should go on, that's like a rating system of success, I want to know what it is. Is that a good outcome for today? Come on, I need that participation. Either it'll throw me off and I'll have to start all over again. Okay, hey, I'm Mac Mayer. Good to share with you today. Okay, all right. So number one, what is the ultimate success from a biblical point of view? Number two, would it be important to know what would block us from that success? Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? I want to know what's going to stop me. What's going to block me from getting there? And number three, let's talk about what are things that we can do to increase that success. Would that be good? Yes. Okay, so we got what the ultimate success is, what are blockers, what will help us. Can we also talk about what that would look like? Would you like to know what success looks like and what we'd be experiencing? So that's our four outcomes today. Now, if I can deliver, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, Holy Spirit, you did awesome. Now, if I didn't, hate mail to your pastor, okay? No, I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. All right. It would be kind of fun, though, wouldn't it? No. Anyway, not to me, to your pastor. Okay. So with that in mind, what we want to talk about is I'm going to go in. Who would be a good source of wisdom, do you think, in the Bible? Would it be Jesus would be a good source? Yeah, I think Jesus would be a great source that we could talk about. Now, we're going to talk about this. Can I give you one caution? When I talk about this, and I'm going to talk about this parable that Jesus talked about, a lot of you are going to do just like I did. Oh, I know that. Oh, I've read that a lot of times. Yeah, I know where he's going. I already know that. Because yeah. that's what I did. Every time I read this, my brain just went to tilt. I didn't, I didn't pay attention. It didn't register till one day Holy Spirit said, Mac, think about what you're reading. And the light went on and it cha changed the whole paradigm of my life. Was that a good day? That was an amazing day. Because so many times since then, Holy Spirit's shown me more and more and more. So I'm cautioning you, don't let your mind fall into that trap. Oh, I already know that. Okay, maybe you do. So we're going to talk about a parable. Now, a parable that Jesus talks about, it's an illustrative story that he wants to, he tells a story about familiar things, and he wants to convey a biblical truth. 
So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I'm going to read it to you. You guys got to put up with my reading. It's not the best, okay? It, it's weird. I went to school for all those years. I missed just a few days during that time period. Just a few. And that's the days they were teaching reading. <laughs> so awkward. You would have thought they would have taught it more days than that, but no. I'll tell you what. All right. Having fun with you a little bit. All right. So we're going to read this, or I'm going to try to read this. And this is the parable of the talents. And you can look at, they'll probably put it on the screen, but it's Matthew 25, 14 through 29. Now I'm going to set up this parable a little bit for you. The parable, most people believe, is talking about the master. Obviously, most people believe the master in this situation is Jesus. And he's talking to his servants. And it says as part of this parable, he's going to come back in an unsuspecting time. Does that remind you of the Bible at all? Oh, yeah. It totally does. So Jesus telling this parable to his disciples, and, he, and that, that's how we're going to set this up. Now we're going to read this, and let me pray for us just for revelation knowledge as we go into this. Holy Spirit, thank you so much. And we just speak, and I pray your anointing out as, as we read the Word of God, Jesus' words. And we just pray a special anointing on them, that they'll res resonate and register with our heart, that they'll implant knowledge and wisdom into our hearts that will grow up. And I just pray for that protection of the Word of God into our hearts, that it will accomplish what you called it to do. It's sharper as a two-edged sword, and it will reap a harvest. And we just claim that in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So here we are. Parable of the Talents. Matthew 25, 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man, so that's Jesus, traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to number three, one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he would receive five talents, went and traded with them, and made another five talents. Likewise, he had received two, gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug into the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. So he would receive five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. And the Lord said to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter in the joy of the Lord. He also had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you've delivered me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents beside them. As his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter in the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you had not scattered. And I was afraid and went and hid your talents in the ground. 
There you have what is yours. But the Lord said to him, you wicked, lazy servant. You knew I reaped where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers at my coming, and I would have received back my own with interest. So he took the talents from him, and he gave it, gave him who had 10 talents, gave it to him who had 10. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he have will be taken away, and cast, he casts the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now when I read that, and I was, it started to resonate with me. I'm going, oh my gosh, this is just like a real life situation here. And I started, I started thinking of the gravity of this. And really the gravity of what was happening in this situation. Now what was interesting and how Holy Spirit started to light this with me is at the very beginning, and the very beginning we read, and what does he say here? For the kingdom of heaven is like. For the kingdom of heaven is like. I started thinking about it. And can you imagine? I think Jesus, when he was when he's doing this, he had the disciples and he's going, Hey guys, guys, I want to give you a heads up. You're my posse. We're close. We're tight. I want to give you a word here, guys. This is inside information. This is, you gotta know this. Okay, this is really crucial now. This is how the kingdom functions. This is what the kingdom of God is like. And you know, so many times when I heard that, it was just like, phew, phew, phew. Didn't, yeah, hey, cool story, Jesus. Yeah, rock on. Hey, I wonder if there's anything good in this book. There's gotta be, some, there's gotta be something relevant here that I could find. Maybe over in uh, Proverbs, there'll be something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I started thinking about that, and I started thinking, hold it. Maybe that's the outcome that I've been looking for. Maybe there's, maybe there's more to this salvation, to this life than the salvation deal. Maybe there's something expected of me. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk about number three, okay? Because really, I, I don't understand number three. I don't understand what happened in the, with number three. But I know one thing, I don't want to be number three. Right. Okay? I'm going Note to self, do not be number three, okay? So help me God, you know, I just, I don't want to be that guy. Now, the only weird part of it is I got very few talents, truthfully. But I thought, look, I don't care what talents I got. I'm going to do something with them. Okay, they, they might not have been able to teach me to school and they might have told me to leave and all those other things, but there's something I can do for the kingdom. So when I started thinking about the ultimate outcome, the ultimate outcome, I started thinking about that. If my whole life, let me ask you, what if you, what if you led 100 people to, 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 to the Lord, but didn't hear well done? Which would you rather have? 
What would you rather have? 100 people of the Lord or well done? Well done. Well done. I started comparing well done to anything else. Okay, what if I raised 50 people from the dead or had well done? Now, maybe it's both. I don't know. But I started thinking about it. Mac, is there anything you want more than well done? No. I started thinking about it. I started meditating on it. I started thinking about those things. And I, well done just started growing up. I thought, man, I'm all in on this well done thing. I want to get there. And it became kind of like my heart's cry of how to get there and, and what that would look like. And I wanted that to be my example. See, growing up, even though I left school at 16 and I started my first company at 18, had six companies by the time I was 21, and I was just growing in businesses and wanted to develop companies. Now, maybe that became a God. Maybe that became what I was after. And then when I saw the well done and that become the ultimate, and I thought, yeah, I'm all in for well done. I'm all in for well done. I want that. I don't care about anything else. I want that. Now, are there things that can block us from well done? Yeah, there is. Now, first off, can we all agree, do you, have you ever read anything more important in the Bible than hearing well done? Can we agree on that? The only thing else I thought that they give a lot of great rewards for in the Bible is martyrdom. Okay, and I thought, yeah, I know, I don't know if I want to go after that one, you know. If it happens, fine, but I'm not going to seek it out, you know. No. Yeah, you know, hey, guess what? Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to, but I can, we all could get well done. Yeah. Maybe we all won't become martyrs, but I, we all could get well done. That's up to us. That's our decision. Yes. That's where our will is involved and where we can make those decisions to move forward. So what'll stop us from getting well done? Here's a, see, when I coach companies, and now I coach companies, coach churches, that's kind of how I roll now, and um, th those type of things, I, I like to help people succeed. And one of those things that I, I do is a, uh, companies will ask me, Mac, what will block us from getting to our goals. Churches, what will block us from growing to this level? And I want to be able to tell them that. And is it all right if I share that with you now? The one, one of the biggest things, let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever seen anybody that got offended in a church? Oh, I can't believe that pastor taught on tithing again. Oh, my gosh, what is it? Oh, somebody took my seat. That was my seat. My, my bottom has outlined in those cushions for years, and they took my seat. Oh, my gosh, this place is crazy. Bunch of hypocrites around here. I can't believe they did that again. That's it. I've had it. I'm out of here. How many of you ever heard somebody like that? Okay, raise your hands. Come on. I tell that truth. Okay. All right. Yeah, we've all heard people. They got offended, left the church. I've had enough of this. They hurt my feelings. This is the last straw. Whatever. Question number two. Out of all those people that all of us know that have got mad, got offended, and left the church, how many of them are better off spiritually? 
I don't see any hands. And you know what? I've asked this question all over. I've never seen a hand. Why is that? I, I thought about that. I thought that's so interesting. Let me teach you this really quickly, or let me share this with you really quickly. The word in the Bible for offense is the word scandalon. Now, isn't that a creepy word in the first place? Okay, like, you know, offense, scandalon. I mean, it's just like gross, you know. Hey, are you in scandalon? It's like, ah, I don't know. I don't want to be there, you know. I'd rather be in Grand Junction than Scandalon, ah, you know, hello. Yeah, it was freaking me out, you know, Scandalon. And I thought, man, that's a creepy word. What does that mean? The word offense in the Greek, get this, guys, this is so powerful. It means stick of a trap. The word scandalon, offense, means stick of a trap. So you think about that. Does the devil want to get you? No. Does the devil want to get you offended? He does. Why? Because he wants to get you in a trap. And you know, I thought about that. Every time I've, I've been offended, I've been offended and I had to grow past that. Right. But I've been offended so many times. And you know what? I, I, when I thought about that, it was just like I was an animal caught in a trap. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. Oh, that hurts my feelings. If they only knew, why would they say that about me? I can remember tossing and turning in my bed. Oh, they hurt me. They, oh, that's so mean of them. Oh. Wow. Was I trapped? Was trapped. Listen, Satan wants to get you, he wants to get you offended. He wants to get you out of this church. He wants to get you offended at somebody. He wants to get you offended at your boss, offended at your wife, offended somewhere. He wants you out of this church. He wants to get you, why? He wants to get you trapped. Hey, let me ask you. Did Jesus ever have an opportunity to get offended? I mean, live a sinless life, get mocked, get whipped, you know, all those things, heckled, naked, crucified. Jesus, he probably got pretty upset about that, didn't he? Or did he go, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Listen, I'm not saying what's happened to you isn't bad and mean and evil and ugly and all those things. But it's how we respond to it. It's what we do with it. Are we going to walk in love and forgiveness and say, hey, forgive them. They don't know what they did. Like Jesus, our example. Or are we going to be in the trap? So listen, I'll tell you what, when I've, every, time I, every time I teach this, every time I share this, I have people all the time repenting. 
And listen, here's how you do that. Because I've done the same way. People have stolen money from us, hurt us, all sorts of things. And I just keep praying goodness of love over them. God's goodness over them. Until what? The trap's open. Amen. If ever I start feeling bad about those people and, ah, I go, no, i got to pray for them more. And I just love, Father, speak love into their life. Oh, goodness into their life. Bless him financially. Bless him with goodness. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Until what? The trap opens. Amen. So I'll tell you what. One thing, that's one thing that's going to block you is offense. Okay? And if you're offended at somebody, if you've got, you, you know on the inside, you, got, you know on the inside if you've got bad feelings for somebody, man, get out of that trap. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. If you're going to hear well done, you're not going to get there in offense. No, sir. So speak love over these people. P speak blessing over there. Get out of that trap, man. Get out of that trap. Good. Number two things that can help you or that can block you is majoring in the minor things of life. Oh, let me tell you this before I go to the next. Because this fits in this deal. The first time I ever presented this, the well done. I was getting ready to speak in a, in a church the next day. And what happened, I was getting ready to deliver this message. And I was going over it. And the presence of God came in the room. And I could just feel it. And I'm going, whoa. And I hear this voice on the inside of me and said, Mac, tomorrow, you tell them I don't take excuses. You tell them, Mac, there's no way, no, no place in my Bible, no place in my word I've ever taken excuses. I didn't take it from Adam and Eve. I didn't take it from anybody else. I don't take excuses for how people live their life. I'm thinking, thanks a lot, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Feel like Jonah right now, you know. Uh, hello, Nineveh, you know. Uh, is a whale going to swallow me, you know. Because I thought, I, I like people to like me, Father. And you're telling me, look. And here's what he was trying to tell me. As he was trying to say, hey, listen, what's happened to some of us is bad and ugly and mean and evil and all those things. But we can't stay there. No, sir. Jesus died. And when he died, he said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the wisdom, the goodness to help you, to get you through whatever. And you need to rely on Holy Spirit because you're going to be better off with him than even with Jesus's presence. He said, man, I died for these people. I won't take their excuses. And, you know, I started thinking of all the excuses I've made in my, my life. And I, I go, oh, you know, I could blame it on my spouse. I could blame it on our kids. I could blame it on one of our children getting killed and how that disrupted our life. And I could blame it on finances. And I could blame it on my parents and their dysfunctionalism and their alcohol and all those things. And I could blame it on all those things. Or I could say, Father God, I need your help to move forward, to get through this, to hear well done. But I'm just telling you, he's not going to take your excuses. And for me, I was majoring in the minor things of life. You know, oh man, if I could just overcome the zombie kingdom and hit level 12 on my video games, it would be so amazing. <laughs> and do you think they're going to high five me when I hit to heaven? Oh man, level 12, you got them all. The zombies are gone. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but I've watched every episode of this TV program, and I know the characters intimately. Is that going to get me well done? No. 
See, everything I was doing in my life, it's funny how all these things that we, they take our focus. And I believe that's the devil's plan. Hey man, get this new car. Hey, get this second home. Hey, you need a motor home. You should take your kids on a camper. You need the new, you need the new um, promotion down at work. You need this, you need that. None of those things were getting me to well done. They were taking all my energy, all my, it was my life. I was giving away to material things. You know, I wrote a blog once, not too long back, and it was called Junkyard Bucket List. Because all the things that I wanted, a Cadillacs and a Mercedes and BMW and second home and a, a motorcycles and motorhome, all those things, they just end up in the junkyard. I spent all my attention, all my effort all, to go after the. Now, am I against those things? Heavens, no. But it, I want everything I buy owned me. Because now I've got a commitment to it. I've got a commitment to maintain that motorhome, to maintain that boat, to handle those motorcycles, to do all those things. Everything I bought owned me. It's not going to get me to well done. Today, Diane and I live in an apartment. We used to have the second home. We used to have the motor home. We used to have the cars. We used to have all that. Man, I want a simple life. I want one thing. I want one thing. Well done. That's all I want. You just give me well done. That's all I want. Wow. I'm all in for well done. That's it, period. There's one standard for my life that I serve my king, I deliver what he called me, I take those talents and abilities, I utilize them, I multiply them for the kingdom of God. That's all I want. Is there anybody else like that? I don't know. I don't know. So here's the things that can derail us. Being offended, getting in the trap. Uh, number two is uh, majoring in the minor things. Making excuses. Man, if you're... Here's the other thing I see. One last thing on that is people, they'll tell me, Mac, I don't know. Mac, I don't know what to do with my life. Mac, I don't know what I'm called to do. It's so funny. I'll talk to these people and I'll talk to them and I'll go, hey man, I'll help you. Holy Spirit's there. He'll get you through. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you direction. They go, I don't know. I can't figure it out. No, really. Holy Spirit is here. He'll help. I just can't figure it out. And they're like a parrot and they say it over and over and over and over again. I can't find it. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I'm going, I want to strangle in love. Strangle you. <laughs> you're not going to find it by continually saying you're not going to find it. Come on. I got to start here. And I started here by going, Holy Spirit's got to help me. And I'll tell Holy Spirit this. Holy Spirit, you got to help me. Jesus said you would. You got to help me. Okay. I know you got to help me because Jesus promised and you got to help me and I need your help. And you know I do. Come on. I tell him that all the time. You got to help me. You're my guide. My, you're my comforter. You just have to. So I know you will. And he does. Come on. All right. So those are the things that will block us. The things we'll do is... Here's what you got to do. You've got a GPS system, God positioning system, and it's the Holy Spirit. And He is there to guide, He is there to direct you. But you know, even when we were driving around 
Grand Junction uh, just yesterday. I can remember, I got, the, I got the GPS, I'm finding my way around. And I pulled over to the side of the road, it's telling me where to go, and I pulled over to the side of the road. Would it talk to me while I was pulled over to the side of the road? Did it talk to me? No, I pulled over and stopped. It had me going on a path and I pulled over and stopped. Talk to me, tell me where to go. Talk to me. Did it talk to me? No. Now what if I would have turned the wrong way? What, what would have happened then? Hey, just want to remind you, you got to take a left, left at the next corner. Recalculating will get you back on track. But as long as I kept it in park, I wasn't going nowhere. Holy Spirit wasn't helping me. My GPS wasn't engaged. You move, and I'll give you wisdom. You don't move, and you're getting junk. You're getting nothing. Am I speaking to anybody out there? Take drive. Get it in drive. Do something. Even if it's wrong, put it in gear. Go. And he'll say, no, hold it. I'm glad you're moving. But let's just go this way. Let's get you back on track. And for, for your church, really, some of the things that you can do is one thing. Let me give you a couple tips. Is you get, you got to get in the game. you got to get in the game. If you're going to get closer to well done, it's not going to be because you come and place your bottom. Is this too hard? Is this too, is this, is this too tough? Because you place your bottom in the pew every week. That ain't going to get you well done. Okay, well done is going after God. It's going after what He wants. Okay, if I were you, just some things that I had to do is I, be, I got on, my, on a serving team. I became an usher. You need, if you're not serving in this church, get involved. Start there. I, I talk about all the time from my very dysfunctional back, we talked about it yesterday, that if I wouldn't have been an usher for 20 years, I can guarantee you we wouldn't be married. There's too many things that wanted to blow us out of there, but I became an usher. And for 20 years, God got me around great people like you, and I learned, and I developed, and I grew. So if you're not on a, some sort of serving team, get involved. If you're not in a, a small groups, a connection groups, get involved. Is this too tough? No, sir. This is eternity we're talking about, guys. This is well done. This is the ultimate outcome. So take advantage of those things that your church has to offer with you. And what, does that get you moving in the right direction? Yeah, it just moves you. And then Holy Spirit goes, yeah, well, I can take you from there. Yeah, just keep being sensitive to me and I'll take you to the next step. And I'll take you to the next step. I never, I, I used to tell Diane, hey, one thing you got, don't ever worry, I'll never be a pastor, okay? Because I'm called to business. I just love business. I love developing companies. I'll never be a pastor. You can, I promise you on that. Uh, I will not be one of those guys, okay? Until God started giving me a heart for the church. And he said, Mac, the church needs you. You've got abilities on how to build organizations, build things. The church needs you. Mac, I'm calling you, and I'm going, really? In fact, this is so funny. This is an inside story. God spoke to me. It was probably 20 years ago. And he spoke to me. He said, Mac, I'm calling you into ministry. I went to my, don't tell him this, okay? Our secret, okay? All right. I went to my pastor at that time. And I said, Pastor, I heard this voice in my head. It said it was call, he's calling me into ministry. He goes, Mac, forget that. Just go run your companies. That's where God's got you. You just go run your companies. You go, praise God. Hallelujah. I received that word, brother. You're my pastor. I walk in submission to that. Right, right. <laughs> 
He got me anyway. You know, I'll tell you what. Hallelujah. All right. So what we talked about, the ultimate outcome, hearing well done. Talked about things to block you, being offended, major, majoring in the minors, things like making excuses, how to move forward, get closer to that. Yes, get on a serving team. Listen to Holy Spirit. He's your GPS, your wisdom and direction. Get on a serving team. Get involved with the connections group. Listen to Holy Spirit. He'll guide, direct. And mostly, he's just going to grind. Look for little steps at a time. Yeah. I just take little steps. Amen. Because why? If you take a little step and you step wrong, he's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Amen. You know, it's when, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to be Joyce Myers and I'm going to start an act. Well, you know what? How did Joyce Myers start? She had small groups in her home. And now she's got this worldwide ministry. Hold it, hold it, hold it. What if Joyce Myers wouldn't have started the small groups in her home? Would you even know who Joyce Myers is today if she hadn't taken that baby step and started? We probably wouldn't even know her name. We wouldn't know anything about her. Do you think Joyce Myers, I believe, this is my opinion, I believe Joyce Myers is going to hear well done. Because what? She's walking in the call of God in her life. But what happens if she wouldn't have led that small group? Would she hear well done? She had to take a step. Take a step! Come on. Now, I wrote a book about this. God puts this on my heart. It's called Well Done. How to Find and Fulfill God's Will for Your Life. And I put tons, there's tons, I promise you, tons of content in here to help field dis people discover, take those next steps, identify what it is. And if you want, you can get that, 15 bucks afterwards. Now you say, Mac, are you here just to sell books? No, I don't care about the books. I want you to hear well done. Right. I want to be there with you. I want to celebrate with you. I want to, let's run the course. You get a different book. You get something. But whatever it is, move you forward. Yeah. Now here's what I did for some of you. You say, well, Mac, why don't you just give us all this books? Now, could I do that? Sure, I could give everybody in here a book. How many things do you value you got for free? I got books in my house. People gave for me for free. They just, oh, that's a free book. It just sits there. I never read it. For some of you, I did this for some of you. For some of you, I'm going to sell this to you for 300 Why? It's for you, not for me. You need to put value on fulfilling the call of God on your life. So I gotta, I'm going to sell some of you this for $300, and I'll put a red ribbon around it. <laughs> Would you value it more if you paid for $300? Probably so, probably so. Right, are you going to read that? Your, your spouse reminds you, are you going to read that $300 book? <laughs> yeah, I better read that $300 book. Yeah, praise God. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm serious. We'll, we'll sell you this for 300 bucks. And actually, my staff said, well, you're going to do something extra? I said, okay, I'll coach him. I'll give him a coaching session, too. But anyway, and then there's a magnet in there, and it says, what does it say, anyway? Well done. Yeah, it's a catchy title, huh? Well done. And we want, put this stuff in front of you all the time so it resonates with you. Well done. i got to hear well done. I'm going after well done. I'm all in for well done. So anyway, that's out there. I wrote one other book, and uh, well, actually, I've written five books. The other book is just if, really if you want to see the church grow. And I've only got it on digital copies right now. It's called The Empowered Church, and it's just in digital. You're the first church, actually, we've offered it to. It's not in print yet. It's just in digital. And so, but anyway, if you're serious, it talks about how to make the church work and expand it. And Holy Spirit gave me a lot of stuff. So that's out there, too. 
Now, what are, what are the results? of well done. Let me ask you a question. Would this church be different if everybody in here, what? no. Would this be, church be different if five people in here said, I'm going after well done? Yes. That's it. I'm tired of messing around. I really want the right things in life. I want the right outcome. If just five people in here Absolutely. just drew a line and said, yeah, that's what I'm after. I don't know what it means, and I'm just going to take baby steps. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just going to take baby steps, but I'm moving forward. Well done. Would that change this church? Let's just get totally crazy here. Totally crazy. What if 10 people just said, no, we want to take a step forward. We want to move forward. Now, whatever that outcome is, see, I'll tell you what, it will change your church. And it'll change your family. It'll change your life. I had wayward um, kids that are family members that have read this book and they go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize. I'm going back with God. I'm going to walk with God. This is more serious than I thought. I don't want to be number three. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Slothful, lazy servant. I don't want to hear that. I had one lady, she bought 16 of them. She goes, this is more important. Our whole family, I want everybody to read this book. There's nothing more important than hearing well done, thou good and faithful servant. Five people will change this church. Ten people will change this church. This church could change this community. I promise you. You get people fired up for God, walking in the anointing of God, walking in the calling of God, the power of God flowing through you, doing great and mighty things. Grand Junction will never be the same. Now that decision is, I'm not, listen, I'm just sharing my thoughts. Whatever resonates with you, and I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to just, I just want, I'm not trying to talk you into anything. I'm just trying to share my thoughts. Let, but... Can we be led by Holy Spirit? I'm going to pray for you, and I just want you whatever, you, whatever Holy Spirit says to you and resonates from you, from this, some of you are going to be all over, you know, going, yeah. Some of you, listen, maybe you're going, well, I'll take a step. Take a step. Yeah. Take a step. I'll start serving. I'll read the book. I'll go after, whatever that is, just take a step. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you. Thank you for your love. We know, according to your word, that we are going to stand in front of the great white throne of judgment in Revelation 7. And there will be a time when we're standing before Jesus and he says, hey, what did you do with my gifts? What did you do with my abilities? What did you do with those talents? What did you do with that? And our heart's desire is to hear, well done. And that's not something you're holding from us. That's not something you're trying to keep from us. That's something, not something that's elusive because you gave us Holy Spirit to help us get there. So, Father God, even right now, I just speak over each person that they're just, Holy Spirit, speak to their hearts. You just speak to everybody individually. What are those steps? What should they do? Maybe there's, there, maybe there's people, maybe there's things that have been blocking them as far as, maybe it's offense, maybe it's hurt. Maybe, maybe they've been making excuses. 
of things that have happened in their life and they keep pointing to this going, yeah, but if it wasn't for that, yeah, get rid of that. So each person, I, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you're speaking to each person um, on what that is and how they can move forward in this process. Because there's nothing more important than hearing well done. We'll, 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 we won't have a life of regret. There'll be no regrets for people who hear well done with their life. There's no regrets at all. Oh, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. You did what I called you to do. You ran your race. You fulfilled the God, call of God on your life. Well done. Well done. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for being our guide. Thank you for being our direction. Thank you so much that it's not all about us figuring it out. You will help us. You will guide us. You will direct us. You will help us in this process. Because Jesus said you would, and you will. <laughs> And we just thank you so much for that. That you, you're the guide of each person in here today. So we thank, thank you for that in advance. And we just climb a, claim a mighty victory in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.